Good evening, morning, whatever it is for everybody. Uh, this is Dalton here. How you doing? You doing okay? You doing good? Have you had a good week? I've had an okay week. About the same as every week, but some some updates are happening. Some good things are happening, which is exciting. Um, welcome to Don't Let That Fool You uh, podcast. I'm still kind of trying to get the vibe of. Um, first full episode is what I'm planning to record right now, so currently doing this right before my old man bedtime freaking 9 p.m um just uh it's kind of what i'm reduced to right now because i work all day and you know i'm doing I'm, I'm at the gym in the morning so that's not an option of doing it before work and i guess technically i got off work kind of early today so i could have just done it after work but um in typical dalton fashion i procrastinated so here we are so, um, one thing that I think I definitely want to start off these podcasts with is a random psalm reading. Um, it is meant to be a spiritual and a Christian-based podcast, so that's a good way to just lead it into that way as well. Also, my uh, fiance asked me earlier today how my Bible reading has been going, and I told her well, and that I would use it in um, a podcast I was planning to record tonight. So, that is the truth at least it's going to be. All right. I'll be honest, I do have a physical Bible. My dad handed it down to me when I moved to college from the one that my grandma had given to him when he was around my age-ish, I'm told. And I have it somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's in my car. But for the time being, I'm just going to use the um, the ESV.org. Um, served me well through college because it has... Really easy to uh, to search up certain words or verses and to c- cut to uh, cut to Bible passages and chapters pretty easily. So this is what we're going to be using. All right, so Psalms. So I've got Psalms one through seventy up on the board. I'm just gonna close my eyes, move the mouse around, okay, and then click on a random one. All right, we got Psalm forty five. My heart overflows with a pleasing theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Geared your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride out victoriously for the cause of truth and meekness and righteousness. Let your right hand teach you awesome deeds. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. The peoples fall under you. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Hear, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Since he is your lord, bow to him. The people of Tyr will seek your favor with gifts, the richest of people. All glorious is the princess in her chamber, with robes interwoven with gold, and many colored gold <clears throat> sorry in many colored robes she is led to the king with her virgin companions following behind her with joy and gladness they are led along 
as they enter the palace of the king. In place of your fathers shall be your sons. You will make them princes in all the earth. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, nations will praise you forever and ever. Okay, so <laughs> that was a little more or less uh, not to any point than I was hoping for. I mean, I'm sure there's some psalm, you know, expose, uh, you know, expository preacher who, you know, has dissected and thoroughly studied every single psalm written. But this one really just sounded like a king wanting his uh, young bride to come to his room and bear him sons. So that was kind of weird. That didn't really seem to um, to align with any point that I was was or was not planning on making today or. Honestly, any other day. That one was kind of weird. I didn't really see the point. I would be interested to see someone build a sermon around around that. But um, the first part was good. You know, God, the Almighty One, your splendor and majesty, all that. So so that's something. All right. So um, doing good. Doing all right. I hope you're all doing fine. First, no, yesterday was the first official day of fall. And, oh, my God, I cannot believe that we made it. I felt like summer lasted an actual decade it and like I hate summer I hope you know I feel like most people secretly agree with that agree with me I mean who really enjoys being incredibly sweaty all the time even when you're indoors and have AC well unless you're rich and then you have really good AC then you go outside to to get out of the cold and then you get hot and sweaty again and then you go back inside and it's just it, either way you slice it it's a constant state of discomfort there's no actual relief except i will say the one thing that i've absolutely loved about summer is just escaping the heat in any sort of way possible so for example jumping into a cold or cool lake or pool when it's just a billion degrees outside that relief is is absolutely stellar or or going inside a walmart when you're living when you're growing up in arkansas like i did and it's 105 degrees out and then the industrial you know millions of dollar ac unit just hits you and then you just want to stay there all day and sleep there that's that's kind of been on my mind this week too is is i've been thinking you know that my mind often reverts to you know Oh, I'm unhappy right now, but this new thing's coming out and I can afford it. Maybe if I buy that, that'll that'll help. That'll help alleviate some of this pain, make me happier, uh, at least give me some novelty to look forward to. And I think I've I've kind of come to the conclusion, and this just kind of happened, you know, when I was talking to my fiance, just rambling off, is I think the alleviation of suffering is a million times better than the greatest pleasure. Because the greatest pleasure can come at a surprise. It can come, you know, after working for it super hard and long, and it can be amazing and probably is. But being in pain and suffering and then having that stripped away, even temporarily, is just such a. Uh, there's no better endorphin rush. It's, mm, it's like, it's like how good it feels. Great example. How good it feels when you eat donuts for breakfast it's amazing it's the ultimate you know white american privilege thing of just being like yeah well uh donut shops right around the corner i don't have anything to do today it's saturday and we don't work saturdays in this class so uh eating donuts i'll have five why not 
and then it's great, but then you feel like crap the rest of the day. But say you're on a diet, and you're on a, the crappiest diet there is. I don't even know the names, but for breakfast, you have to eat some kind of shake with egg whites and and spinach and broccoli and I don't know. What's, what's a thing annoying people eat? Chia seeds, I think, is a thing. And I don't know, pomegranates. And that's your breakfast every single day. That and like, I don't know, a piece of, I want to say whole wheat toast, but there was a specific type of bread that super, super health conscious people eat. However, I will say I've never seen a skinny one eat one. It's, it's not wheat. It is wheat bread, but it's like, it's like uh pulpy, if that makes any sense. So like, you know, there's, there's pulp free orange juice and then there's normal orange juice with pulp in it. It's like wheat bread with pulp in it. There's, there's seeds and and, and pieces of asphalt and bird feed and, you know, toenail clippings in it. It, it. it feels like you're eating, you know, a terrible, dried, thin slice of meatloaf. Except it doesn't taste like that at all. It just tastes like nothing, honestly. Unless you toast it, then it tastes like fire a little bit. But, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> all that to say is imagine doing that. That's your breakfast for I don't know how long it takes you, how long your nutritionist puts you on it for like a month. And then, uh, you've lost all the weight. You went down from 225 to 175 in a month. Okay, three months. Even worse <laughs> or better, you know? And you finally reach your goal, and your doc's like, all right, you, you can start having a cheat day, but still, you know, don't slip up. And I'm like, oh, F yes. So you go, it's Saturday morning again. You know, you're, you're three waist sizes smaller. You can wear mediums now instead of large uh, sweatshirts. And you're feeling good. And you you finally are like, oh, my gosh, I've had the same freaking thing for breakfast every single day for three months. I need to stop this. At least for one day, I need to not have the, the worst breakfast shake ever invented by man and a piece of asphalt toast. And you go to you go to Krispy Kreme. You get their $9 dozen of fresh, oh, yeah, the fresh off-the-roller Krispy Kreme donuts that you really want to eat 12 of, but you can't because that doesn't look good for anybody. And you get those and you just eat one, just the first one. And you just, it's the overload of sugar because you're not used to it now. And just the absolute joy of being like, oh, I went through it. I've suffered for three months and this is something I can do now guilt-free. Like, like twice a month and you just you eat you eat that one first donut and then you eat five more and then you feel like crap but not as much and even if you feel like crap it's worth it just for that relief that you felt like oh my god i don't have to pick my breakfast out of my teeth and cheek and cheek tissue because there's not literal pieces of concrete in it oh it's amazing so yeah not speaking from uh from personal experience or anything, but I can imagine. But that that's a pretty good illustration of my point. You know, an easier one would have been, you know, you have to, you're holding in a pee for an eight hour car ride, and you finally get to get out and let it loose, and just that ah feeling. It's just it's it's incomparable. But I think that's <laughs> I think that that that's something that's been on my mind recently. I'm not really sure how I started off on that or what actual pertinence that has, but. Um, well, maybe I'll loop around back to it later. But, um, yeah, 
let's uh well i would tell you what's been up with me but no one cares anyone who does happen to listen is, is gonna just not care about this part so doing good hopefully about to be doing better i'm engaged i'm in my own apartment i can afford to feed myself and to to do to do have some luxuries i'm okay one thing i will say i'm uh oh shit siri got activated make sure i'm still recording okay we're good um one thing i'm doing is this sunday i'm heading down to winona lake i booked a hotel room in warsaw haven't been back since we all got kicked out in march of 2020 because of the whole covid thing and you know obviously didn't have my commencement or anything could have gone back for like the third offer to come and check it out but yeah ship it sailed at that point as far as i'm concerned but um Fuck me. Fucking email keeps... I don't need a a sound to tell me that I got an email. I check my email, and I sometimes delete them and read them. I don't need to be audibly reminded that I got a new one. I don't even know why that's even an option. Anyway, um, probably for deaf people. Um, So, I'm going down to Winona Lake. Not not really have plans to meet up with anyone there or to see anyone there. If I see someone I remember or, or, you know, can reconnect with someone, for sure, fine, great. But mainly, I I just, the last year and a half, with some few exceptions, has just felt like an absolute, you know, non-reality. And I, I know a lot of people say that, and a lot of people, you know, can relate to that. And I'm being a little selfish, thinking that it's such a big deal for me. And I, I, I you know, I've been trying to reconcile with that, and I'm working on it. But I think it would be helpful to, you know, go back to where I was my best, because that's what college was. I still wasn't amazing, and I still have a lot to go, but definitely leagues ahead of what I, what I was, and how I acted in high school and middle school and all that. And it was, uh, I think it'll be good for me. It'll be good to just you know walk around the trails again, breathe in the air, walk by the lake, eat at my favorite, well, at the nice restaurant that I used to, um, that I used to be an assistant manager at, and. Just check out the grounds, and uh, from what I see, it's going to be an amazing like fall weekend next weekend too. So I'm really, or this weekend, so I'm really looking forward to all of that. And ah, my favorite coffee shop, yeah. So it's going to be a time. I'm looking forward to it. I am. Um, oh my gosh, and I'm going to try. I'm considering if I'm able to. I want to try to go a little earlier on Sunday because I don't get to check into my hotel till three, but I don't really need to because I'm. I'm staying for one night. I'll have a bag. But, oh my gosh, there's this Mexican restaurant that I used to love going to, and I oh, I didn't go enough when I could have, but it's in the back of this of this, uh, of this this Mexican grocery store on, like, the main road that runs through the, my college town. It's called San Jose Canaceria, and the best, oh my gosh, any college students, stay away from on the border or, I mean, I'm not going to say stay away from Taco Bell because, I mean, it's the only, only Mexican place that's going to be open until 2 a.m. But skip the on-the-borders, skip the La Haciendas, all those chain places, all those places that, you know, you can see the people eating as you drive up. Just completely ignore it. No, the best Mexican food you're ever going to have in your life is going to be tucked away in the back of a Mexican grocery store. It's not going to have any sign on the outside of the building advertising, come in and eat. You got to know about it. And then when you know about it, you know, it won't be the most affordable thing ever, but oh my God, is it going to be actually the best, the best meat, the best preparation, the best 
salsa that you're ever going to have back of Mexican grocery stores. And don't, and you know, some people like myself, you know, the first time you go and you might be intimidated, not from like a xenophobic standpoint, from just, just like a, you know, I'm not sure I feel out of place here. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. And then obviously there's the fear that nobody speaks English enough for you to convey to them that you're trying to order food, what food you want and how to pay. They get it. They, you're, you're not the first awkward white boy to go into a Mexican restaurant at the back of a Mexican grocery store and try to order something. Promise you. Especially if you're from Winona Lake, Indiana. You are not the first. So go in, try it out. Obviously get tacos as a safe bet. At this specific place, I get this this carne asada quesadilla. Que- Jesus, widest thing ever. Quesadilla, which sounds super basic still, but the way these people do quesadillas is these people that work at the restaurant is it's a literal full chipotle burritos worth of ingredients most of it meat but a lot of cheese too in a big cheesy tortilla but this thing is the size bigger than a chipotle burrito it's absolutely insane and it's like it's like eight bucks and it's amazing and oh man yeah okay that settles it i'm definitely leaving early if possible so I can do that because I can't stay too late Monday morning because I got to get going for a different thing that I can't tell you yet. But, um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm excited for that. It's it's going to be a fun day, I think. I think it's going to be a good time. And, uh, you know, a lot of good things might happen as a result of it. So I just think it'll be good for me. And hotel room really wasn't that expensive. You know, thank God. I'm pretty sure homecoming's the following weekend, which I will not be going to because... <laughs> As as miraculous as it is, and I made more friends in high school than I ever, or in uh, college than I ever did in high school. I don't think I regularly keep in touch with a single one of them. I think the last one of them that I texted regarding anything was when some of them congratulated me <laughs> for my uh, engagement like a month ago. So I don't know what that says about me or them or anything. Probably nothing. Probably overthinking it. But regardless, it's it doesn't bother me too much if I'm being completely honest. I I enjoyed my time there for the vast most majority of the part and. That yeah, that's a sentence, Dalton. The vast most majority of the part. Um, so yeah, so that'll be cool. Jesus, I talked about that for a lot longer than I thought I would. Um, okay. Uh, let's get into it. So, again, still trying to trying to get a feel for what exactly I'm gonna be doing here. But a pretty safe bet is, I think, to look at the top stories of this past week. Um, talk about them, give my initial opinion on them, and then do a little bit of Bible research to, you know, support or change my mind about my initial reaction. So, sounds like something that, even if no one listens to this, it's uh has potential to be therapeutic to me or funny if to no one else than to me. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. So, there's that freaking sound again. Fantastic. Google News. All right. Okay, holy crap. So this is the big the big thing that's been going around this past week is Gabby Petito, this poor girl who's like my age or a year younger, found dead, went missing first, but then found dead after going on a road trip with her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. And, and I'm not going to give you a full in-depth thing because if you want to actually look up the story, you know, look it up to get all the real details but basically these people these this couple have been dating oh i'm sorry fiance this been engaged for a while dating for a while longer 
and they went on a road trip in the summer this summer and within the last month sometime um she she went missing he didn't i'm not sure where he was but she was the only one missing and he wasn't talking how he got away with that i don't know and now she's been found dead so that's kind of where we're at and people are still looking for him so because he's now missing somehow so this specific news story says da, 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 eyewitnesses oh d- fair warning this is fox but whatever eyewitnesses say brian laundry 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 are okay. brian laundry argued in wyoming restaurant hours before gabby petito vanished uh see da, 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 seen a live argument between brian waitstaff jackson hole restaurant it was a full-blown incident, the waitstaff at this restaurant say. Uh, da, 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 lunch at Mary Piglet's at Tex-Mex restaurant between 1 and 2 p.m. on August 27th when they said Laundry began arguing with a waitress. Four and a half hours later, travel blogging couple passed the Tito's van at a campsite north of town. <sighs> so... Reading this a little further, it sounds like they were arguing over a bill or something and that his body language was very aggressive. Okay, I'll be completely honest. If you look at these two people, she looks like, you know, looks aren't everything. I'll go ahead and say that. I know that. I know you can't judge a book by its cover. But again, first impressions. She looks super sweet, like a like a fit, adventure girl, you know, young, taking advantage of it. He looks like a ginormous dick. He absolutely does. And that's a good time to mention real quick that I'm going to be swearing some. I'm not going to do it excessively on this podcast. But my personal theology is that swear words alone aren't sinful. (laughs) Our sins are sinful. It's how you use them and who you use them to. So go ahead and put that out there so yeah this guy looks like a ginormous dick you can look him up this body cam footage that i'm specifically looking at but i've seen other pictures of him he's wearing he's he's a you know a skinny fit like vascular dude and he's got like this white polo shirt on and bald head at 24 or whatever he is and stupid little chin strap beard like he he looks like if anyone knows who cobra tate is this is what this guy looks like just just looks like somebody who who would kill his fiance and that's terrible to say but like i said my opinion first impression um jesus yeah okay and in some other pictures he's got a little bit more of a beard but still i mean it's 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 like if if cobra tate and binging with babish had a baby that's what this guy looks like he does not look like i don't know if that's the new attractive thing for some girls or not but she uh it, it just it looks like a bad situation without any other details um da, 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 information we already knew yeah so um still missing uh she's dead confirmed homicide so more than likely he killed her um but yeah you know we'll see um <laughs> jesus that is absolutely bonkers i would love to do just an entire sermon series that that's gonna seem unnecessary but just really hammering home how inexcusable and absolutely horrendous it is to abuse your partner in a romantic relationship or in a marriage. It's just, it, it, it should, it's one of those things that obviously should be common sense, 
but you know it's just it's absolutely asinine to me so anyway um so that happened let's see da, 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 da. french leader shocked by u.s submarine deal with australia is this really the focus should this really be the focus last now or right now when's the last time any, sorry i was thinking of the next sentence as i was saying that one when's the last time anyone even saw a real life submarine i haven't met a single person who's seen one or been in one i've never seen an actual submarine i've never heard of one being used to to stop a terrorist or used in any kind of warfare frankly so how is this such a big deal what's france doing with submarines anyway all they would use, all they would use them for is to, you know, float to the top of the thing, get out so they could put their hands up, right? That's the joke. France always surrenders. Jesus, when's the last time f the French even fought in a war? Why would they care? Unless they're like, unless they're the manufacturers of the submarines. Still though, I mean, <laughs> what are they doing? What kind of, what kind of submarine engineers are are, are France birthing over there? Jeez. Whatever. That's not interesting enough. Um, ah, here's a fun one. Kamala Harris raises grave concerns over treatment of Haitian migrants in call with the DHS chief. All right, so here's a few questions. Who are, why are there Haitian migrants? Why does she have grave concerns over them? Who is the DHS chief? I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I've read enough how to, to, to kind of get a gist of what's going on. Haitians are trying to migrate from Haiti, from Haitia, from Haiti, because their president, or whatever the name, prime minister, I don't even know, uh, was assassinated, and so it's basically anarchy over there right now, and not in the good, no, there is no good way of anarchy, I guess, but it's, it's bad, so they're trying to get out, good, the good people of Haiti are trying to get out, so more power to them. If, if anybody, jeez, if anybody should be granted asylum by our country, it should be them and people like them who they didn't choose for their for their entire lives and government to be just completely shot, literally. You know, shouldn't there be some, you know, statute of or uh, uh, I don't know, some some addendum to that rule of like we can't have migrants ca crossing the border. Like there has to be easier ways to get people over here who needs just just somewhere to catch their breath than having them go through what is it a five-year process for citizenship that whole thing is just absolutely it, it it's bonkers to me does there need to be a vetting process absolutely there does but it needs to be easier than a five-year process that might not happen and and, and however much money it costs to, to do all that thousands i've heard you know it's just it, it's it's not even like they're coming and taking up space you know these people have working been working their whole lives they're gonna want to keep working you know it, oh i i feel like okay hot take here uh call back to my old podcast hot takes with hotcakes hot take here older people i'm not gonna say boomers but i would say anyone majority of people 35 years of age and older Let's say that. We'll not even generalize or give a generation. Older people in that demographic, I feel like, are extra inclined to be xenophobic, even though they will never admit they're xenophobic, but being pro-border wall, anti-immigration, specifically of, of 
people not from quote-unquote rich companies or companies countries because their impression of them is the same as their impression of younger americans and that's that we don't want to work because there's you know to, to add on to it not the cause of it there's a worker shortage right now because we don't want to work and and a lot of us are going on unemployment and just you know, using that to pay our rent, buy our food, and maybe make a little money on the side that we make under the table. That's what they see them as wanting to do. They they see us as the leeches, so they assume they are just going to contribute to even more leeches, quote-unquote. But, I don't know. It's just, it's, it doesn't make much sense to me. Because, yes... Uh, a lot of us, people in my, you know, demographic, age group, generation, whatever you want to say, are doing that and don't want to work. And there are a lot, there's a lot to be said for that, too, and, and how, like, you, you shouldn't live to work, you should work to live. And everyone says if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. However, how often do people actually get the opportunity to do that and still feed themselves and their family at the end of each day? Um, but, but that is... Sh- such a first world concept if I'm being completely honest right or wrong just from a fear of a pure anthropologic and cultural standpoint not wanting to work from the day you can till the day you die is a first world concept and the vast majority of our immigrants that you know some people don't want to be crossing over as much as they are or at all in some cases are from third world countries, such as Haiti. In third world countries, you work or you die. There is no unemployment. There is no... Uh, I assume there are some kind of like church-run homeless shelters or battered women's shelters or things like that, but vast majority of the world, you have got to work. Even if you don't thrive and become somewhat middle class or wealthy, You've still got to work. You've got to bust your back until it breaks. Otherwise, you don't eat, your family doesn't eat, and your life truly is over before it ever really has a hope to begin. And as sad as that is, that all I'm bringing that up, to, the only reason I'm bringing that up is to illustrate my point that they're not going to come over here and stop working. They're going to come over here and do whatever they can. They'll even do the worst jobs. They shouldn't. That shouldn't be on, you know, these poor people to do. But they will, and they'll get paid way more doing it here than they would have in their home country. They will. And they'll probably, you know, and and everyone's worried, yeah, they'll get paid, but they won't pay taxes, yet they'll steal hinga-dinga-donga-dugan, whatever. Yeah, then maybe it should be a little bit simpler and streamlined to gain citizenship. The, the criteria shouldn't be reduced on which people, you know, should be granted citizenship, but it shouldn't be more difficult than earning a college degree. That's all I'm saying. It's a, it, uh, To me, it's just obvious. To me, it's it's like we're not that overcrowded in America. And even if we are, it's in certain parts of America. You go to, I don't know, Montana and you drive from the middle of Montana to the westmost border, and I promise you, you will not see, physically see, more than 50 people. You just drive on the highway, you even go through a few towns. You will not 
see by themselves 50 people from the middle of Montana to the westmost border. And there's just, they're, and, and it drives me crazy too as a Christian because I see the world as a gift given unto man. Man being mankind, obviously. Well, obvious to me. And yes, the nations are outside of God's the nations and God are not the same thing. They are not even on the same team. And the vast majority, I would say in every case. So the nations build their borders and they enforce their laws and they punish the people who cross the borders and break the laws. But that in and of itself is crazy to me because kingdoms and countries were never meant to cover every single inch of land that there is. It's, it, it, it's crazy to me. They're, they're, like, who owns Antarctica, for example? Say that some branch of humanity just suddenly became adaptable to the, to the conditions there. What, would, would we just, I, who could lame claim, you know? And it shouldn't be, and, and a lot of, a lot of, like, centrist people and libertarians will say, no, you need to do what, like, conquerors did and fight for the land that you want. You shouldn't have to. There shouldn't always need to be a conflict. If you want, if you see land belonging to a government or country or not, and no one is actively using it, why should it be such an issue just to be like, yep, this 10 square miles, uh, I'm going to live here. I'm going to work this land, and this is where I'm going to live my life, raise my children. I don't understand why that needs to be such a cause for deportation, for arrest, for for violence. It's it's crazy to me. It's land. There is plenty of it. We are, the world is not nearly as overpopulated as people like to think. The thing is is it's overpopulated in areas that people either can't leave or refuse to leave because for worse or for better that's their home or, you know, financial status or whatever. <sighs> It just it, it it's crazy to me. <laughs> it's absolutely. I promise you that three thousand years ago, not every single inch of land was claimed. And even if it was, we'd, it wasn't like today where people are patrolling all over the land. There are security cameras, satellites to make sure that no one is in a is in a, a plot of land that they are not supposed to be. And if they are, oh, you better have a good reason, buddy. Otherwise, we're going to send you this other plot of land that you were, didn't choose to be, but you just happened to be born there. So, sucks to suck, I guess. It just, it makes me scratch my head. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then a lot of other people present the argument like, yeah, but the criminals are coming over too, and they're they're killing people, and they're not, nah, nah, nah. like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You're not mad that they're killing people. You're mad that they're killing our people. You're mad that they're killing people that look like you, that pay taxes. That's what you're mad about. You're not mad that they're killing people because if you didn't have them here, they would be killing people in their quote-unquote country or in a different country. So that's what you're mad about. Don't lie and say that they're murderers and you just don't think murderers should be, you know, granted anything. Because I would agree with that, but you're a liar. No, you just don't want them here. Anyway, tirade over. That helped waste a little bit of time, didn't it? Um, 
All right. Moving on. Oh, God, another Trump headline. Trump, GOP would be foolish, air quotes, not to use debt ceiling in negotiations. I'll be honest with you guys. I have no idea what a debt ceiling is or what negotiations he's referring to. And frankly, there's a very solid chance that he doesn't know either of those things either. But, you know, I'm just going to let it go. I'm honestly tired of hearing and saying that word, T-R-U-M-P. So, um, oh my, what does that even mean? New Florida Surgeon General, New, New Florida Surgeon General appeared at Demon Sperm COVID Conspiracy Summit with future capital riot, rioter. What? You know what? I, I would be honestly more astounded, but the, fir- the second word of that headline was Florida, so we're just going to leave that alone. Let's see, da, 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 another France-U.S. thing. Okay, oh my goodness. Here is a big one. I'm wondering if I should even touch on that because it's such a heavy subject. Well, who cares? How many people are honestly going to listen to this? So this headline reads, Restrictive Abortion Bill Introduced in Florida mirrors controversial Texas law. Oh, that's my fiance. I'm going to ignore that because I'm recording. Um, love you though, Bales. Um, all right. I'll just say this. Haven't done a full introspection, a full Bible study on, on abortion in general, but I will say this. The <laughs> abortion is only murder from a biblical perspective. If it is, and I'm not saying it's not, but if abortion is murder, it is murder from a biblical perspective. And laws of a country that is not, regardless of how it started or what people want to claim it is, is not a Christian nation currently, laws of nations are under no obligation to respect what Christian values decree. Oh my gosh, and I'm getting a call now. Who the fuck would be calling me? Verse City, Indianapolis, Indiana? I bet I know what it is. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Hi, this morning. I'm calling on behalf of RC Blood Centers of Indiana. Blood Centers of Indiana. They have been calling me. I, I don't know, man. Sometimes it's a robot lady. Sometimes it's a person. Either way, I just hang up as soon as they start talking. I, I really, I keep blocking them. I do. So don't offer that because I do keep blocking them and they keep calling. So clearly a waste of time. Anyway, um, so abortion. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the point I was trying to make is is abortion is, if it's murder, it's murder from a biblical perspective because the verses that we always use is, are verses to justify the point that life begins at conception. We use that quote, God knows what actual book and verse, but before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. It, that Those are all Bible quotes brought up to support this 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 stance and it's one of those things and i'm a big believer i'm i'm a, i'm more in the center than anything 
but I'm a big believer in the separation of church and state for both the benefit of the church and state. If, I, if I'm for churches, you know, still having a nonprofit tax-exempt status, then I also need to be for the government not having to consult the Bible before they make a policy change. And if you can't separate your... If you're in office and you can't separate your personal beliefs, religious or otherwise, from what the Constitution says or from what the law says, then you shouldn't be in office. And you definitely shouldn't be delegating laws that tell people what to do with their bodies. Because not you can't rely on everyone being a Christian. It's not Christian... Christianity is not meant to be a way for us to fix the world, whatever your version of fix is as a Christian or otherwise. It's an it's our personal relationships with God and doing what we feel we're called to do to make the world a better place and to serve God and to serve others. And I have no doubt that the vast majority of these politicians who in, in Texas particularly who pushed for this abortion law really do truly believe that they're doing the right thing and that they're doing what God wants them to do. And for that, I can't fault them because I'm a firm believer in everyone has a full obligation to do what they believe is right 100% of the time. Now, if they're wrong, that sucks. But if you know, if you feel like you know the right thing to do and you still don't do it, then you have absolutely no one to blame but yourselves when things go wrong for you or anyone else. So, from that perspective, I understand what they're doing, but at the same time, what they're doing is still unbiblical because the nations were not meant to be Christian governed. That's the the difference between the Christian, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The dang, I keep wanting to use the word the Christian party, but that's not right, uh, or congregation, um. Okay, let's just say the difference between Christians, oh, nation, that works, the Christian nation and the nations of the world, the differences between the two and the fact that the two are like are at odds with one another is stressed almost in all of the New Testament and in much of the Old Testament. The Jesus never advocated for a theocracy. There were theocracies in the Old Testament, but you know, Israel wasn't exclusive in that, and completely different set of rules for the people of the world. Jesus came, fulfilled the law, now we have new criteria on how we're supposed to run things. And furthermore, the path of the Christian is to suffer oppression. That is outlined on almost all the New Testament as well. So, if a quote-unquote Christian is doing the oppressing then chances are maybe they are in need of closer introspection or at least questioning on, come on, bud, why are you really doing this? Because here's the other thing. I also firmly believe that a lot of these politicians did what they did or are doing what they do to get votes, obviously, because they're politicians. And a lot of them, I'm also sure, do it because they want to have control over women's bodies or because they just absolutely hate the left so much that they are all in in every single far right issue. So, those are those are the three thoughts. They're they're all understandable. None of them in, none of them excusable in my book. My my stance because no one asked 
is abortion, biblically speaking, is separating a person from the opportunity to live life, which is murder. But that's the biblical perspective. And that it's not 100% black and white, and death is not the worst thing that can happen to you. Spiritual death is. And there's a certain way of looking at it, and I would never say this, you know, in debate with somebody out of fear that, you know, maybe they had an abortion or a miscarriage and I don't want to get literally murdered. But, man, maybe I should save that for another one. But essentially, if we're born with original sin and we have to live life in a way that you know, eventually offers repentance of that sin and all of our others that we've committed once we're old enough to understand what sin is. Well, babies who have unfortunately been aborted, they were never born, so they don't have original sin. So they get a one-way ticket to heaven, and they don't have to suffer any of the crap that the rest of us do here on earth. Absolutely devastating for any parents who have to do that or any parents who are forced into doing that or... Just all in all, it's never a good situation when it has to happen. But for the soul of the person who was, again, unfortunately aborted, for them specifically, it's as if nothing happened at all. One-way ticket to heaven, God knows what happens when they get there, but the logic holds up to me in that aspect. So, again, needs further study, needs further conversation, to make that point more clearly, but all in all, Texas, I believe, was right and what, or, <laughs> hold on, uh, Texas, I believe, believed that they were right and what they were doing for the most part, and I believe Florida does too, and any other state that piggybacks off of them, usually red states, 100% red states, I'm sure, are going to do it because they feel like it's the right thing to do, not all of them, but a lot of them, but it's still a Christian, a biblical belief that they are crossing that separation into church and state into implementing. Because from a non-Christian scientific perspective, I challenge you, and I honestly will probably look it up once I've been recording here, to find one article from a non-Christian perspective saying that abortion is literally murder or killing by scientific definitions of the two. So, I'm sure you will have trouble. But, you know... I'm happy to be proven wrong if I have if, if that's possible. So, anyway, so that was super heavy. I <laughs> didn't have many jokes to make there, but you're not listening to this for my jokes. I know. I, I, I have a very specific sense of humor, so it's probably best that you don't hear too much of it. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. And it's starting to get drier because the big ones were so big. Oh, okay, I can talk about this. So, Norm MacDonald died this past week. Jeez, I, 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 and he's popping up all over YouTube and TikTok recently. He was in more stuff than I ever realized. He was in a few episodes of Fairly Odd Parents as that weird sunglass wearing genie that sounds, in hindsight, sounds exactly like him. I did know he was the pigeon, the talking pigeon in uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries or whatever that show's called. Uh, he. <laughs> Oh, man. He was in uh, Happy Gil... No. Dalton. Billy Madison. Yeah. He was in Billy Madison. Side character. Just one of his two best friends. The non-fat one. But, 
jeez. I always thought he was so freaking funny. Obviously, you know, there was a Family Guy bit about him. I've heard several podcasts where he was a guest on. Absolutely funny. I really wish I could binge all of his comedy and all of his appearances. And I might if I can find him. But, oh, man, what a loss. 61 years old, too. My grandpa died when he was 59. That's pretty close to that. I, I can't believe people are still dying of of old age or of medical afflictions that aren't like heart attacks and cancer by in, in their early 60s before when most people retire at 65 that's absolutely insane to me because it's you know there are people alive now who were born in the 40s they're like 120 or something and you know i feel like medical advancements should be at the point now where people shouldn't be dying of stuff like that at 61 it's kind of bonkers to me man but uh but yeah, it is what it is, I guess. I'm sure he you know, was a heavy smoker or a drinker or something that led to it, but still, man, it's just sad. I, I've, in, in this past year and a half, like I've always listened to stand-up comedy and, and for a while comedy podcasts and whatnot, but this past year and a half, that's more often than not the only thing that makes me laugh. Outside of, you know, obviously when I'm hanging with friends and something funny happens or we're having fun, which you know, isn't super often for just because we're all adults and we're all busy because already busy most of the time at 23 years ago, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I have such an appreciation for guys who can, or for people who can make jokes and make me laugh so hard that I can't breathe. I haven't, uh, I, I remember that feeling the first time you know when you're in when you're in high school and you're in social studies class or geography or some crap and you're just dicking around with your best friend who's in the table next to you about nothing about absolutely nothing but you just in that mood and the, the no one else finds it funny no one else is well they're paying attention to you because you're being annoying but the teacher you know is just going along with his lesson or her lesson and and you find you fixate on one thing you and your friend that just has you laughing uncontrollably, but you know you can't laugh, so that makes it even worse. So you're literally having like heart attacks at your desk, trying to look like you're not. And oh, I remember this one time. Ah, uh, I think it was ninth grade. And me and my friend were laughing about absolutely nothing and trying to hold it in, but some it was escaping because we're fourteen, you know. And also, you ever try to hold in a hold in a really good laugh? It's near impossible. And then he just, he's on a dime, he's talking, and then he just shoots his head around us and just goes, shh. We both, he absolutely lost it. We had to go in the hall. It was absolutely insanity. He was cool about it after the fact, though, but I did feel bad because it was, we were laughing about absolutely nothing. But I miss, I miss, uh, I miss that. Even if a lot of, most of everything else about high school sucked. I mean, well, that's that's just the pessimist in me. So that's no one's real fault, but not but mine from a certain perspective, I guess. But but yeah, so that's cool. Um, well, this wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't talk about um NFTs. So um, I am not super well versed on the bit on the uh, cryptocurrency game. I've got a little bit of Bitcoin or fragments of Bitcoin, obviously. So I'm. I'm a little bit in it, but I haven't checked. And you know, let's check it right now, just for the content. Let's see. I bet it's. I bet it's at like. I originally put twenty dollars in. I bet it's at like fourteen thirty or something. Activity and Bitcoin have moved. Great. 
It's at it's at thirteen thirty two. See what it's done in the past month. It has mostly gone down in the past month, past year. Yeah. So I did what. This is how I know I'm not I'm not meant to trade actual stocks is because I bought that when it was at the highest it's been. <laughs> I bought Bitcoin when it was actually the highest it's been in a year, and that's why it I, I'm not making any money off of it. So, but NFTs I w- I do really want to learn more about it. It was very confusing to me at first. And it's still kind of confusing to me because because the whole idea behind it is that it's a tradable commodity, but it's not a practical one. It can't be used right now in the way the way it is. These things, these uh, digital pieces of artwork can't be used for anything. And buying the NFT doesn't give you the copyright to do whatever you want with that NFT as far as using it for ads or business or content but it is yours to have and to trade or sell. So it was the hardest thing to wrap my head around then and still is if it's digital, how hard would it be to just press screen capture or screen record, crop that, and then boom, you have that too. And it's like, oh, okay, so what's the point of having the original? But I listened to, I've been listening to Armchair Expert <laughs> A lot because I'm running out of stuff to do when I'm driving every day. Um, it's uh, Dax Shepard's podcast. He's uh, married to the lady who, uh, Kristen Bell, the lady who voices uh, Anna, Princess Anna in Frozen and Frozen 2, among other things. Shameless plug. Um, but anyway, he had Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis on uh, one episode that I listened to, and they explained their perspective on NFTs. And they compared it to baseball cards and like sports cards in general and Pokemon cards and how it's a similar thing of like, yeah, you can make copies, but there's only one original that has any significant value. And that made a little more sense to me. Um, but even those, I feel like if you have the right, you know, know how you can recreate those pretty easily and get the hang of it pretty easily. You know, it, I don't know, still kind of iffy to me, but I'd be interested in learning more about it and, once I learned more about it, possibly investing, but I don't know, man. It's it's a lot to lose with this digital currency stuff, and, and and a lot I still have no freaking clue about. I mean, for example, you can't buy NFTs with money or Bitcoin. You have to buy it with Ethereum. How do you get Ethereum? Do you have to buy Ethereum? Do you have to mine Ethereum? I, I don't even know. I, I just know that it's similar to Bitcoin, except unlike Bitcoin, there was no limited number made it's pretty much infinite somehow but like i said don't know that much about it i think i would be it would be easier for me to comprehend that than anything about the stock market so maybe that's what i should focus my research on but yeah i don't know um so yeah i'm gonna wrap up here only got about five minutes left and might even cut it short because like i said still don't have a great direction for this yet but i'm hoping that'll change and you know, hopefully in the future, I'll at least, I'm not ever going to do research per se before recording just because I, uh, uh, I don't know, man. It's just not, it's not interesting to me when people, you know, just take research and then drone on and on about it. And sometimes it is like, like, like there's another podcast I love. It's time suck with damn Dan Cummins. And you know, he does that, but he's also funny. Like he's a comedian. So he writes jokes for it. And I, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a joke writer as much as I'd somehow like to be in a different life. But you know, 
my best stuff comes off the top and that's not that great. So, um, so yeah, so I'm not going to do any research or writing. I'm just going to do it as I do it. Cause I feel like that's more authentic. It's easier for me not to speak in a monotone and, um, also I can do whatever I want cause it's my podcast and I don't get paid at all for it. So that's fine. Um, so yeah, so thanks for listening. If you did listen, um, I hope I didn't bore you or anger you too much. Actually, I hope I did anger you because then at least, you know, maybe somebody would reach out to me complaining and then I'd have something to talk about next week. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and commit right now. Podcast is going to be recorded on Wednesdays and released on Wednesdays or Thursday morning or whenever Spotify gets it after I submit it to Anchor. And yeah. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Don't Let That Fool You with Dalton Davis, and I will talk to you next week. All right, bye.